Welcome everyone to episode two of Full Measures. Um, we're happy to be back. Had some technical difficulties last week, but we're back. We're ready. We're ready to crush it. So we got a lot of interesting topics today. We're going to talk Spider-Verse. We're going to talk the ending of Ted Lasso now that uh, Badgie is caught up. We're going to talk some Vikings. You know, there's been a lot of downtime since our favorite shows ended. So we've been looking for something new to watch and we tried Vikings. We're going to talk underrated shows. We're going to give you guys some suggestions because like we said, right now we're kind of in limbo waiting for the next big show to come, which I think is probably going to be the bear. Um, so, oh, yeah. so we each have two underrated shows that we want to recommend you guys to kind of fill in that gap while we wait for something good. And finally, just for fun, we're going to talk, you know, where are the succession characters now? What do we think they're up to? How do we think their features are going to pan out? So, yeah, so we got a great show for you. So first, let's get into it. I am your host, Ricardo. That is Badgie. So, Badgie, what did you think of Spider-Verse? I thought it was very good. The ending, though, the balls they had to end it like that. You know what it reminded me know. of? Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yep. It, it, yep. it, it takes a, a lot of balls to basically... Well, I wouldn't say Miles lost because in, in Empire Strikes Back they lost. They the good guys lost. They all lost. But yeah, it to not resolve anything like that is definitely like one of yeah. those things that would piss people off. When I'm watching a movie, I expect a payoff. You know, at the end, two hours. I'm sitting there for two hours watching. Two I and expect, a half, dude. Yeah, two and a half. I'm expecting a, some kind of payoff at the end. And you didn't, you don't get it in this movie, but it is very good. I think it was very good. Okay, so what what was your best part about this movie? What was your favorite thing about this movie? Oh man, I think okay, I think they did really good with the villains in this movie. Uh, Miguel, what's his name? Miguel. Yeah, and Miguel. I think the yeah. Spot. Yeah, yeah, the spot. Oh, the spot was terrifying. I, he was kind of scary, man. Dude, it, I love the way they built him up throughout the movie, where they keep kind of pushing this thing on you. You're just a joke. You're a villain of the week. Mm-hmm. You're going nowhere. And little by little, he gets scarier and scarier. And yeah. by the end, bro, I was like, "Holy crap!" Like this dude is like multiversal level threat, man. And like I love dude, the way they terrifying. built him. Up. And with Miguel, I think they did a good job too. Where he's well, he's not a villain, but he's definitely an antagonist. And they've done that that classic struggle of you know does the good does the what is it the uh, 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 the many and the few how does that saying go do the needs I'm not sure well basically it's like uh, saving one person versus saving everyone right having to make that sacrifice yeah. and it's so yeah. it's so in line with what being Spider Man is all about like the 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 sacrifice like that that's what it is but. Um, Miguel was good. I just, um, I did have some problems with this movie. I don't know if you had any issues, um, anything. Maybe, uh, maybe a couple that I could probably think of off the top of my head, but not too many, not too many that I can think of. So I think the whole premise of the spider society was really cool. But one problem I had with it is what, what version of Spider-Man would be okay with allowing people to die? Like, yeah, like that just to me seems like such a betrayal of the character. And especially for someone like Peter B. Parker, like he, 
from the last movie, all the all how much he grew because of Miles and to hide this from him and to be okay and when he's confronting Miles like it's a part of the job, kid, basically, you know, think of all the good yeah. think of all the good Uncle Ben's death has done. There's no way he wouldn't try to save Uncle Ben if he could. Like if he could yeah. go back in time. And I think it, I think it's crazy that all these Spider Men are just okay with letting people die, especially if they know they can prevent it. Like I feel like even though it's reckless, Spider Man, even knowing that the universe might crumble, he's still gonna try to save even the most insignificant yeah. person. So, so you think it's like out of character? A I little mean, bit. I think it's yeah, I think it not even like Miles himself, just the whole idea of Spider Man. Like letting people mm-hmm. die, like I just like yeah. like I and I love that we all I mean, I don't know about you, but we've all had this idea of Spider Man in our brain, right? And one thing mm-hmm. that really that stuck out to me was when they were in India and Miles wanted to save that family and Gwen was like, Peter, just or I'm sorry, Miles, just leave him and I was like, What? Like I don't know if that if that scene stuck out to you, but that right there made flags go off in my head. Like this, this is not okay. Like when has Spider Man ever said like, J- just leave him, L- let him die. You can't do it. You can't save him. Like what? Like I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but um, the animation is very gripping in that movie. Dude, the animation is. Next I couldn't. Level. Okay, as person who was animated, like right. I. I could not imagine. I'm gonna to have to cut you off, that. everyone. Badgie is—he's uh, been working on an animated Breaking Bad show, and uh, how many episodes are out? Two. All right, make sure you guys uh, hit up his profile and watch those because I'm in one of them, and it's awesome. Anyways, continue. Yes. Had to yeah. Plug so you, like, had to plug you real quick. Thanks, thanks. But uh, no, animating. Okay, even just animating, like not even very good, just kind of mediocre, funny animations on YouTube. Took me like four hours to get like a thirty second clip. Okay, I could not imagine animating that. Guess how long? Okay, so in the third act, you remember that spider chase scene where everybody's going after Miles? Yeah. Some I found. I saw a video today. Guess how long that took to animate? Uh, if I had to guess, I'd I'd say like a, oh, it take um. Well, they have a crew. They have like a team of people doing it, right? What's your best guess? I'd have to say a week. Not oh my not even close, dude. No? No. Try again. Is it longer? Dude. It's just try again. A month? Not even close. A year? Not even close. Two it, years. It took four years to animate that sequence. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh took, my god. Yeah, dude. The, the amount of like okay, any animated movie has so much work. That goes into it, which is why I appreciate a good animated movie. Even shitty ones, because the amount of love and care that has to go into a shitty animated movie far outweighs what goes into a shitty live-action movie. But, like, this Spider-Verse animation style, like, the technology they're doing, it's kind of like a one-of-one. Now, other other mediums are starting to do it, too, but the way, the way that they use it in these movies, it's like no one else is doing this, man. And like this is like cutting edge. This is like next level, man. It's it's mind blowing. But yeah, I saw that four years for that. Jesus, that is that's insane. But it is pretty visually uh, dazzling, dude. Like it, it it's insane. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I think, what do you think about Miles and Gwen? How'd you feel about him in this movie? I thought, uh, okay, I felt like they did they did some more back they did some backstory on Gwen, which I liked. I like what they did there, and um, the story with Miles didn't feel as deep as the first one. Gwen is not trans. Just throwing that out. Yeah, there. I don't think. Yeah, no, no, she's not. But uh, they gave some more backstory on her, and I think, yeah, I, I, I like I liked what they did. I liked the, what they did with Gwen. Her backstory. I of course. I swear I'm not like I don't like to be negative. I really don't. I know some mm-hmm. people think I'm just very critical of things, and I have to be honest, man. In what world would a father hold his daughter at gunpoint and try to turn her in? I'm sorry. I, okay, yeah, that's that, that is a little outlandish. Like, like, like I, like I understand that the father is processing everything in his head, right? And like. You know, mm-hmm. his daughter's been lying to him for years and this and that. And I can understand him being mad saying, like, how long? How long have you been lying yeah, to me? I guess it came down to, like, a moral thing. Like, what's the right thing to do in this I just, situation? I just don't buy that, dude. I don't buy that for one sec. I think that was kind of, like, forced conflict. Like, they needed a reason for her to run away. And, yeah. And um, I just, I, I don't, I, that bothered me. I'm sorry. But anyways, continue, continue. Um, I think Miles didn't get too much character work. He got he got some in this movie. I think it wasn't as in depth as the first one, but it was cool to see more about his family that I, they they showed. Like, I love his family. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They they feel and like uh, people. yeah, and his relationship with Gwen and wanting to be. Like, finding out that he wasn't even supposed to be Spider-Man. Dude, that is so crazy. Like, Have you gone back and rewatched Into the Spider-Verse? I have not watched rewatched the first one. Not, not in quite a while. It's Dude, been like a all, few there's years. There's so much foreshadowing in that movie. Even that spider that comes down, it's glitching. And it has the number 42 on it. Like, it's like there's so much. Like, they were setting up so much that we didn't even know about. It's wow. crazy. Um, but, no, I think they did a good job with Miles. He's definitely grown as a person since the first one. Mm-hmm. I just don't find Miles that interesting. Um, you know, it's typical Spider-Man stuff. Should I tell my parents? Should I not? Then we kind of get into the typical Spider-Man struggle of, of trying to save people against all odds, even mm-hmm. when it's stacked against you. And, you know, he still has that sense of, like, wanting to fit in, right? He wants to fit in with the Spider Society, but apparently he's the only Spider-Man who literally can't fit in because he's the anomaly. And um, there's a lot of good stuff done, but there's a lot of typical Spider-Man tropes, which there's nothing wrong with it, but you have to find a way to spice it up, I think. Like, yeah. make, like how do you make this different? How do you make this more fresh? And, yeah, Miles was, was cool. Um, yeah. But- but I don't know. You're kind of right. I think he was definitely far more interesting in the first one. I, th- I think in this movie they relied a lot on the scariness of the villains and like just the action in this movie. Yeah, the the scale of of this movie is definitely crazy. I will say though mm-hmm. that I think the pacing was off too because we go from very very slow character work in the beginning which i didn't mind like the stuff with gwen the stuff with miles 
and then we literally explode into basically it like doesn't stop from one point like it goes from super slow it goes like slow and then just boom like there's no like a, there's, yeah there's not like a gradual progression it just goes crazy um i think the pacing was a bit off but I mean, I know you haven't rewatched it, but to me, Into the Spider Verse is just so much better than this. Um, it is, yeah. I remember it being, yeah, way better. And um, I, but it's not a bad movie. No. I, like, I have some problems with it. It's, yeah, it's it's very good. Now I have to point something out. I'm sorry about this, but uh, it seems like my light is flickering every once in a while. So we're just gonna have to ignore that. I think I have to change it. the light. So, just pointing that out. <laughs> no, uh, it's fine. But um, the thing, the thing with Into the Spider Verse is that yeah, it is a complete movie. Um, there's nothing wrong with being a part two or a part one to a part two. But that's the thing is like there's no resolution in this movie. I think the way across is going to age is going to be very dependent on how the third movie wraps everything up. But, I mean, yeah. for me, like, the character work is so much better in the first one. Even if it's, like, if the character work is less spread out. Because in this one, we get some stuff with Gwen. We get some stuff with Miles. With Miguel. With the spot. With his parents. I think the first one is kind of more solely focused on on Miles. And with Peter B. Parker, who is, like, probably my favorite Spider-Man. Um, and I think the dynamic between those two of, of the young kind of spider-man who who still has kind of like you know he has stars in his eyes it's all new to him versus the the withered veteran whose life has kind of broken him like you, yeah you see where you start and where you end up and in the way that they both kind of lean on each other and help make each other better they kind of mentor each other in a way i think their relationship is just so much stronger than anything in a cross like it, it doesn't even compare yeah, I I want this this movie to to like be a lesson. Don't end on a to be. I, I I like. I guess you can if you want, but I think if you're gonna have a part two, sure you can have a part two, but like don't end it like that. Have some kind of conclusion, you know, that leaves the fans feeling more like in touch with the story. Like, gives them something to talk about. Like, if there's no ending, you know, I don't know what to say at the end of the movie. Yeah, because if you compare this to some, like, a part one to a part two, even something like Infinity War, it has a concrete ending where, like, this movie, you know, you would need context from other movies to really, like, appreciate it. But it could be, like, it's standalone movie. Right? You have, yeah. Yeah, you have yeah, exactly. Thanos, who's the protagonist of the story, and... By the end, his mission succeeds. He wins. The heroes lose, and um, that's that's its own um, uh, what's the word? Uh, shock ending, or what was the word you used for for Spider Man? Uh, the ending style. Uh, conclusion. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, uh, but it's like it. It's a full story from with character arcs starting and ending. And then we still have a part two that we need to watch. And I don't yeah. know. I feel like when you do these kinds of endings, it's it's kind of cheap. Yeah. I mean, well, look at the first movie. The first Spider-Verse movie. They they gave it an ending. It wasn't a, a to be continued. It could have been. They could have never came out with a part two. To be fair, though, when they made that, they didn't know if they were going to get a part two. 
Yeah. It's an animated yeah, movie. Yeah, like, how But it, it worked. That it shows worked. that it works. Yeah. Just give it an ending, and if you want to make a part two, you can make a part two. Yeah. Uh, the nothing in a cross is touching the leap of faith, man. The leap of faith is probably my favorite scene in like any movie ever, dude. Like, that scene is beautiful, man. Dude, it, it it's it like makes me cry every time I watch it. That and like I said, his relationship with Peter B. Parker, man, like that that I posted it on my TikTok, but that scene at the end where someone has to stay behind to close like the uh, the dimensional portal or whatever, and he tells Peter like, if you stay, you'll die, and he's like, I know that. And it's like, the way I interpret it is like, this guy is so afraid to go back to his life that he'd rather sit there and die. Like, he'd rather basically yeah. just, you know, he's committing suicide at this point. And he, that's like where his mm-hmm. life is at. And it, dude, that, that callback, that there's <sighs> that callback where Miles does the same move to him when he sweeps his leg from under him that uh peter did to him when he tied him to the chair and he hits him with that line like how do i know i won't mess it up you won't and then you have peter go right it's a leap of faith i'm just like, oh dude like it's so good man that is such yeah. superior writing and like the music and when he's falling and just dude that is like that is top tier like not just superhero movie like this is just into the spider Verse is like a masterpiece dude to me like it can't be touched it is it is. I really can't find flaws with that movie. And like I said, the character work between Peter and Miles is just superb, man. <clears throat> and um, that's another thing that yeah. I was really disappointed with Peter B's. Like, he didn't need to be in. Like, I love the actor, Jake Johnson. You know, if you've ever seen New Girl. Um, yeah. Uh, I love the actor, but w- what purpose did Peter B. Parker serve? Like, I feel like the story was too big for him in this part of the story like i think he would have been great coming in the third one to be there for miles to help guide him but in this yeah. one he was just kind of forced like oh he yeah he was like out of place and he was just kind of there with his kid like his kid is so cute but like come on man <laughs> it was just kind of silly yeah i think they just put him there to put him there because fans love him I mean, I love him. Yeah. I was so happy to see him. I think I even looked at my wife. I was like, oh, my God, it's Peter. It's Peter. And she just, like, looked at me like, whatever. <laughs> but, like, yeah. no, he was forced. But, like, okay, where do you rank across? Like, I mean, what are your top five comic book movies? My top, I don't know if I could think of five right away. Top five. So, I have, so, number one for me, Into the Spider-Verse, then Logan, then probably, so good. then probably Infinity War. Then probably the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And then after that, man, it could be a toss-up between so many different movies. Winter Soldier, Guardians 3. Ooh, yeah. I loved Guardians 3. Me too, but now looking back on it, that movie does have a lot of flaws. But like the, yeah. the thing is, is like I can overlook them because the like the emotions of that movie, the character work is so good, but like in terms of plot, in terms of like the way they wrote the villain, like it has issues, but I can overlook them. Like, but, um, I mean, civil war, there's so many dude, but, um, for sure. That's my concrete top four, at least is, uh, number one into the spider verse, uh, Logan infinity war, and probably the first guardians. And then after that, I, it could be a toss up of so many different movies. 
but I'd have to agree with you. Into the Spider Verse and Logan are up there for me too. Yeah. I I don't watch a lot of superhero movies, mm-hmm. so I gotta be honest. No, like, no, that's cool. I don't watch a lot, but those ones I have watched, and they they were amazing. Yeah, Logan you know? it's different too because I grew up with X Men, dude. I was five years old when the first one came out, and like I watched all of them, you know, and everybody loved Wolverine. Yeah. So that one hit, you know, special for me. Um, mm-hmm. But where, I mean, in terms of like what you've seen across the Spider Verse, do you rank it pretty highly? I I rank it. I think I rank it. I do rank it highly. Like yeah. it was a very good movie. So you know, what do you give it? What are you rate ranking? I probably it have to give it out of ten. That's okay. I didn't think about this, but it might have to be around around a nine or an eight, around eight or nine, around there. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, I think, with the pacing issues, some of the character work, I think the movie got just it just went too crazy, too trigger happy yeah. with all the Spider Mans, like to the point where it was a bit distracting and it didn't have to be that crazy um but yeah mm-hmm. uh the pacing some of the character work uh some of the ideas they put in there you know it has issues it's not a perfect movie for me i'd be happy giving it like an 8 to an 8.5 um it's still a damn good movie but it's crazy that it's like the highest rated movie on like letterbox or imdb or something like that highest rated yeah movie that's of crazy all time. yeah yeah um but yeah so i mean those are our you know our thoughts on into the spider verse i mean it's a great movie we liked it we're looking forward to the third one dude the third one's going to be a banger bro oh yeah it's... oh i can't wait okay so when is that one coming out the third one well i've been seeing videos on tiktok that it got delayed till 2027 but i don't know if that that's like a troll or not i don't know 2027 but... would be insane yeah i hope not but okay so you finally finished ted lasso so what were your yes. thoughts? I mean, okay, so you basically binged all of Ted Lasso like in what two weeks? Yeah, I watched the entire thing in like two weeks. So what are your thoughts? I I loved it, man. Okay, now I understand what you meant when you said you didn't want it to end. It's such a like it's it's a fun show. It's such a good show, you know. Characters, they have depth. They're not, you know, it's not what I was expecting at all yeah. from a show like this. It's not what I was expecting you know? either. Yeah. And I, I just loved it, man. So, and the ending, okay. If anybody doesn't like the ending, you know, get out of here. I loved the ending. Yeah, dude. It was good. I I, I mean. I was bawling my eyes out, man, from start to finish. Yeah. I was, like, just literally just just crying, dude. Like, it, it like, okay. When the team is, is singing that goodbye song to Ted, like, it made me tear up a little. And then when Nate apologized to Ted Dog, I was bawling my eyes out. Like, like so many different scenes just had me freaking crying my my eyes out. And then like uh, when they're all putting the the belief sign, and then it, it's revealed that um they all kept a piece of the belief sign in their jerseys when they would play. Like oh yeah, man. that was genius. And, and then everybody putting it together, and you see, uh, you see Nate kind of ashamed, but like, like Ted kind of reassures them, and like everybody's just there putting it together. Like it's, dude, who man, like it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, and when you first see that it's gone, I'm, I was like, where did? Why would they even? 
Like, I thought they'd replace it or something. Like, why is it still gone? But then they show you where it's been mm-hmm. this entire time. Yeah. You know, which which was pretty genius what they did there. The actor for Ted, though, he he is he just catches you from like the first episode of Ted Lasso. He catches you. He has so much charisma, like, man. Yeah, he and it even shows like in the first like He's by the, creator, the third by episode. The He's he cre- is? yeah, the creator, the writer, producer, all that. Yeah. So wow. Ted Lasso dude started off as like I think they did a skit for um. Not like Saturday Night Live, but I don't know. For like a sports show, they did a skit of like, you know, a Yankee American coach coaching soccer. And it just kind of caught on and he decided to make it into a show. So, um, but yeah, no, anyways. Yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah, like in the first few episodes, you you see like um, everybody, like pretty much everyone there hates him. Yeah. It's, but like it's so by up. like the second or third episode. You could see everyone start to kind of like him. Yeah, especially that reporter, man. Trent Krim. He's such a piece of shit, man. Yeah. Even Ted won him (laughs) over, dude. Like, yeah, like, it's like, you just, he just wins people over with his attitude. You can't help but like the guy. You can't. And even Rebecca, man. Like, first of all, talk about Rebecca, though, man. Like, she had one of the, like, no lie, one of the best character arcs of all time, dude. Like from redemption, where, man. From where she, not just redemption, but like gaining her self confidence, learning to move on, learn, yeah. learning to let go of the pain that was caused by her uh, ex husband Rupert, and then learning to let love in. Like when she met that that mystery man that she hooked up with at the end. Yeah. Like her character arc is just it's it's amazing, man. And then not just hers, man. Nate's character arc, bro. Like from where he goes from the shy little um. Like the you know the the guy to getting all that going to his head, but like he's dealing with so much insecurity. Pretty much everyone, almost everyone had a character. Jamie, on Jamie show. Tart, bro. Jamie, yep. uh, uh, Roy, like, dude, the character, mm-hmm. the character development is just incredible, dude. And and that's like when people, like, I make posts about like what I think are something like when I'm reviewing shows and I'm like, yeah, Ted Lasso is one of the. I don't know, 20 best shows of all time. And people in the comments are like, Ted Lasso. I'm like, dude, like, just because it's a comedy show or it's goofy at times does not take away from it. Like, it develops characters better than most dramas. It handles dramatic elements and dramatic moments better than most dramas. Like, like it. Yeah, the amount of work they put into every single character, like you get to know all of them. You get to know like the whole team, like almost the whole team. Now that you... did become an issue in season three, though I yeah. will say, because they started introducing characters and subplots that just no one gave a shit about and didn't need to be in there. Um, yes, I agree with that. But for the first two seasons, it was just about perfect. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't even dropped a review for Ted Lasso because I don't know how to rank season three. I don't know how I feel about yeah. it. It was definitely the most up and down season they've had. Um, what did you think of season three? I mean, it, it's harder for you. I don't know if it's easier or harder for you to rank these when you just binge them all or if you've had time I to think, think about it. I think it's pretty hard. I haven't had that much time to, like sit and think about it so it'd be i'd have to think about this more i'd like i'd have to talk about this again later because i don't know where i'd be able to rank season three 
so, I'm in the same spot as you. So some of the issues people had is just like, like the stuff with Keeley and the subplot with with her girlfriend. Like, why was that in there? The episode devoted. Yeah. The episode devoted to her, that video of her leaking. Like, why? Why? Um, you know the stuff with the gay player. Um, like, why? Why? Now, yeah. What I said. So here's what I said about that stuff. Starting these arcs was very, I think, clunky. It was messy. But what they did with all these different things ended up um, paying off in a pretty good way. It's just the way that we got to it, I think, was not good. Like, the setup was not good for a lot of these, like, subplots. But the payoff yeah. and the way they would tie into the themes and the messages of this season and the show overall very well done the but like in terms like it's just like did it need to be there no like could we have used this character to tie into the themes in a different way a more interesting way i i think so but okay now this is a controversial thing but like the thing with the gay player i think that was there i don't it's okay it might sound crazy i think that was there for my like if they would have had him there for season one all the way from season one till the end it would have been way better than just, just introduce him all of a sudden and try to give him depth was in he, like two episodes. Was he not in seasons one and two? Or he was, he was right? there, but he he wasn't like he was in the background. a character. Yeah, he was just some guy there every once in a while. That's the thing. Like, I don't want to look because it's a very touchy subject, and I don't want to say like a player, someone being gay is not like a thing, right? Like, of course, people are gay everywhere. Yeah. It's just like, and out of a team with 20 to 30 people on it, like someone might be gay, that's yeah, of fine. Course. Yeah. But it's just the fact that they just, it felt very shoehorned in. Yeah, I think if they if they would have done it more like through the whole show, yeah, given him like more screen time than just a few episodes and and that's my problem is the screen time that they vote they devoted to someone like him someone like keely and, and, and don't get me wrong keely is awesome especially in the first two seasons but in the third season yeah. I, don't, I don't mind her screen time i mind what they did with her screen time same with um with with the gay player i forget his name i apologize um and a couple yeah. other storylines but like it took away time from the people we wanted to see. i wanted more roy i do we especially got robbed of Ted Lasso this season. Like he was, yeah. he was kind of in the background for most of the show. Now, I he know, was. I know the actor. Uh, he's going. He was going through personal issues, like through a divorce and all this and that. So maybe he wanted to take a step back, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, then if that's the case, like, like take his screen time and give it to a character who's more interesting. Um, yeah, and then the stuff with Sam, like him not making his national team, and the and the black billionaire showing up, and it's like, what are we doing here? Why are we? Yeah. Why is he here? Like, it just is pointless. And, and, yeah, and like season three is full of all these like ups and downs, but then you get to the final two episodes, and it's like they're mind blowingly good. So, yeah, like it seems like in the other seasons, like every episode was about that set. Of five characters, and it's like, spring- and it's sprinkled in some of them. Yeah, like they sprinkled in Sam a little bit. They would sprinkle mm-hmm. in um the Mexican player. 
uh, Danny. They would sprinkle. They would sprinkle in the captain who's always looking angry. Like they, yeah. would, they, they would sprinkle them in, and they would get so much development with the way they would use them. But it, the focus remained on the core characters: Rebecca, yeah, Keely, Ted, uh, even Jamie in season two. Jamie was low key a background character a bit, but mm-hmm. but they found a way to make him not as prominent, but still develop him so much. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's so it's just so interesting how they do that. And like I said, in this season, it was just not very balanced at all, dude. Um, it, yeah. it just felt unfocused. It felt, uh, it felt just like all over the place. And it's unfortunate because the first two seasons, I think, are insanely good. Like, really, really good. And this third season was just like, I don't know. It, it, it's hard for me to rank because it has so many consistency issues, so many, um, uh, so many just like, I don't want to say pacing issues. And I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Like, obviously, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Like, it's not bad. But, like, how good is it is the question. And I just don't know how to rank it. Yeah, it's it's a difficult ranking for sure. I guess they, they went for something similar to how they did with Barry, with how, like, Bill Hader's character was kind of in the background most of the season but, of Barry season four as well. But just like we talked about, though, he may, just like Ted, he may have been a background character, but all the all the movement of the show, all the plot lines that were happening were because of him, because of Ted's impact, because yeah. of Barry's impact. So, like, I get it, but... um. Yeah. So what did you think of Nate's conclusion? I, I I love Nate's conclusion. And the story they built on Nate the entire season, I, I like, okay, any other show would have just made him the stereotypical villain guy who's just an asshole to be an asshole. But from, you know, from, but they show from literally the but, first episode that he that's not who yep. he is. But he's yeah. so hurt. Yep, they show how he's he's still that clumsy guy, insecure still, guy. Yeah, insecure, clumsy, tripping, falling. easily manipulated. Yeah, yeah, like so. It it's so it it was sad, especially watching him try to apologize to Ted. I think it was in episode three, and then Rupert and he just never and, got a chance because yep. Rupert every it, like dude Rupert reminds me of the devil on your shoulder. And yeah, I, I think he knew. No, it's not. I think no. Rupert knew how fragile uh, a guy like him was, but he basically, I think he could recognize that he needed a father figure or like a strong man or something, right? So he was trying to always corrupt Nate. Anytime he's he he would notice when Nate was kind of like drifting back to his nice ways, he would always be there to kind of yeah. pull him back. And that's exactly. the, and that's the thing about Nate is that he always wants to impress his father figure, whether it be his real father, whether it be Ted, and and then once it's not Ted, it's Rupert. Like he was always looking to kind of like make Rupert happy to impress him. And um Nate was a really tragic character, man. His relationship with his dad was so sad, man. But my goodness, yeah. that that scene with the violin, bro. Oh my god. That was that was a beautiful scene. Just him and his dad, just dude. Yeah. And what did he tell him? He said, um, "You you you would always tell me to turn to turn it off or, or to stop playing." Yeah. 
every time you heard me and, playing and, it. And the, and, and the way he spoke to him in that way, like you could hear the hurt <laughs> in his voice and the anger. And yeah. um, this is something we talked about before, but the final episode of season two of Ted Lasso, when he went off on Ted, everything he said to Ted, he was basically talking to Ted like as his father. Yeah. Yeah. For his father. Yep. Like, oh, yeah. dude, Ted or Nate is to me, Nate is one of the best characters I have ever seen, dude, on television. Like, he's, he, he's always wanted to be accepted. You know, he wants to be like everyone else. He doesn't want to be that nerd that loser on the side who's just getting bullied he wants to be bigger he wants to make someone proud he wants to make his father proud you and, know and his his father like i understand where he was coming from too you know like raising a genius and all this and that obviously he went about it the wrong way and it really really screwed up nate's life man who knows where nate would have been if yeah. he would have had that support from his father you know yeah Nate is such a tragic character, man. Like, and and he's such a pathetic character in many ways, dude. Like when when he was doing that press conference and to hype himself up, he always has to spit at him. Like he's like spitting at himself. Like yeah, like it like in, in disgust. Like it's just like there's so much going on in that head, man. Like Nate Nate is amazing, but I love the way he redeemed himself to a call. I think his what was the name of the equipment boy, like. Remember when? Uh, he, remember when he threatened him, and then like in the final episode, he fixed everything for him, and like it's like those little touches, yeah. man. Oh, did yeah. you, did you catch that little moment with Jamie and Nate, where Jamie made Nate a little shoebox? Yes, yes, Dude. that was that was such a good moment. It's so beautiful. In season one, you start season one with Jamie being the bully to Nate, yeah, the the enemy to Nate, so. It, it was really smart what they Jamie, did there. Jamie was so insufferable in season one, man. Bro, and you find out why. Yeah. You find out about his father and how his his dad was, and you think, okay, this is how it's it's one of those things like it's an old saying like when you're bullied, you you hurt other people. It's hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. 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 Um, you just you know it's been a minute since Ted Lasso ended, so you just reminded me of another kind of issue. When I was telling you, the way they would get into storylines was, was kind of random and not set up mm-hmm. or lazy, but the way they paid it off was excellent. Jamie's storyline yeah. about his father was the way they got into it out of nowhere. He just starts crying and breaking down. And yeah, I think they could have put more work into that, had him, his father it, be around a little bit more. And they were on a 15 game, like it just came out of nowhere like it was not set up like yeah i guess technically it's been set up in prior seasons that he has his father issues but out of nowhere he just has this mental breakdown which like i said the setup i don't think was good at all but the payoff was fantastic and that's my issue with this season the setup versus the payoff like the first couple episodes are great then we got to the middle of the season and we have these random storylines that don't feel like they're that interesting or going anywhere. And then we finish off the final two episodes of Ted Lasso were peak. So good. Yes. Yes. Okay. Amazing. I have, hold on. Let me look at my notes here. Yeah, I think, okay, I think that's about all I have for the ending of Ted Lasso. But the ending was, I mean, it was amazing. He went back home, which... Of course, it's something that not everyone wants, 
but, but it's necessary. It's but, right. It's what he wanted the whole time. But this is what good writing is. You don't give the fans what they want. You give. Yeah. You stay true exactly. to the characters. Um, yeah, they could have said, "Oh, oh no, I'll stay and I'll have my son come over here." Right. But that's you don't always need to give the audience what they want. No. Sometimes the ending doesn't have to be like what everybody's expecting. Similar to Barry, they end they ended it nothing like anybody expected. And Nobody expected that. I I think people expected Ted to go back home, to be honest with you. But, um, you, you know, what's something else I wanted to bring up? A very, like, um, a very kind of, like, a very well-done scene is when Rebecca meets Ted in the stadium. Like, I mean, yeah. you, at this point, you know who Ted is, right? He, he, he never shuts mm-hmm. the fuck up, right? Like, yeah. He, this, this guy's like Saul Goodman, but, like, the the the... Uh, exactly the nice version so much was done in that scene like and Ted only said four words that told you everything you needed to know Rebecca's like I can make you the highest paid coach and then the scene that made me cry is when she started crying she's like that still wouldn't be enough for everything you've done for everything you mean to us and like Mm -hmm. and and she's just like she's Ted now she's like blah 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 like just like like throwing off so many things and Ted's just there like doesn't say a single word and then Rebecca's like your mind is made up isn't it it's like yeah like it's just like that scene it's just like oh man that you know what I'm saying like it's what it was a great scene he had to go home throughout the whole show you know I think almost every other episode they showed how much he wanted his family you know and and another thing too that have anything up there you know i agree with you and another thing too is that um yes of course the main reason ted wants to be home is because he misses his son but they also set it up throughout the season that it's not you know he just misses home he misses his his american burger his barbecue and that's natural yeah yeah like he wants to be home like that's why it it, dude it would have been a i don't want to say terrible but it would have been a stupid ending to have him stay there like it was time for him to go home and I think he knew that. And, like, it, it, this is all a fantasy. Like, yeah. you, you know, your son can move up here and your ex-wife can move up here. She can get one of the best teaching jobs. Like, it's pitching something that's not real, you know? It, but, yeah, no, that scene really stuck out to me. Like, you know, yeah. Ted Lasso is this guy who never shuts the hell up, doesn't know when to stop talking. But in that scene, like, he said four words, man. But, like, silence, it said everything. Like, yeah. yeah. But um, you know, just I guess closing so off good. on this, um, Ted Lasso is one is gonna go down as one of the best shows of all time for me. It gave us some of the best character development and character work we've seen in television. From, I mean, how many incredible character arcs did we have? Would you say Ted had an arc, or how would you describe his story? Mm. I don't know about an arc. I think he was pretty much the same person at the end. I, but he, he got what different. he wanted. Therapy. I think the therapy changed. I, Ted is different. Yes. Uh, he, he's learned a lot of things about himself, about his uh, familial mm-hmm. trauma. So he did have an arc. But I think it's it's more of a flatter arc compared to someone. Like, okay, we get into Ted. Uh, I'm sorry, not Ted. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get into Jamie, Nate, Rebecca, Roy. Like, just incredible characters, man. Like, yeah, it, amazing for, arcs. For me, it's going to go down as one of the best shows of all time. Even with its shaky final season, its final season was still really good. 
Um, oh yeah. Even with its flaws, like, <laughs> yeah. Those are my kind of final thoughts. Do you have I any- have to ask you about your your controversial thoughts. After finishing it, you said that you thought it was better than the ending of Secession. Nah, 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 better nah, than nah, the nah, ending nah, of nah. Barry. I retract that statement. I was caught up in the moment. It is better retract than Barry, it. though. It is better than okay. Barry. It yeah, is- it, yeah, it is better than Barry. I don't know about Secession. But I do think it is better no, than, no, than Barry. It's, it's not better than Succession, man. I, yeah. no I was just in the moment. I'll be honest. Um, but, and I understand why. Okay, but but answer this, though. Do you think we're saying that because Ted Lasso was such a crowd pleaser? Or do you just genuinely think it was like a better written ending? It was led up to better? Like, what do you think? Like, are we being clouded by the goodness it made us feel? I don't think we're being clouded up. I, I, th- I think it's. I think it was really well well done. I'd have to rewatch it. I'd have to check it out again. But I think it was a really well done ed- ending for every character. Yeah. You know, I don't think a single character had a, like a bad ending. Because like it's story wise, it, it. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Felina, where um, yeah, everything's tied up. It's kind of like a perfect little gift wrap, like like a bow, like a little. A little yeah. bow on on the gift, um, it it's a very different ending from something like Succession, which Succession was always the type of show where like, you know, not everything needs to be answered, not every storyline needs to be closed. Uh, it's kind of he accomplished a... everything he set out to do from the first episode. He set everyone up for their futures, yeah. and he got out of there. Yeah, and I thought it was perfect. Yeah, you know, no, uh. Yeah. So... Like some people might say it was like too much of a happy ending, but I think it was a happy ending, but not something where they pushed it so hard in a direction to like, it wasn't a forced happy ending. It felt like everything just came naturally because all these people had grown so much that of course they were all in a better place, happier. And Ted's influence, like, I think because of what Ted's impact, this super like happy ending mm-hmm. is is natural sometimes other shows try to force not even happy endings but maybe feel good endings or, or endings that people want and it just doesn't land yeah but it really landed yeah. with this um, yeah what i would have wanted though is okay what what they could have done they could have made it where oh like the whole gang he just becomes the main coach for the soccer team and just stays there and they could have done it that way, which they didn't. Another ballsy thing, too, is um, I think we all expected Nate to be the coach, no? Yeah. But you know yeah. you know what, man? After, like, You don't just get to betray all the people who love you, and then you just get a promotion. Like, I think, yeah. it, I think it's, it's... I think what Nate cares about is just having the love of, of his people. Like, you know, he, he wants to be on good terms with him, but... I, I'm not gonna lie to you. That caught me off. That caught me off guard. But like, you know what? It makes total sense. Yeah. Roy would be the next one in line, right? And maybe Nate, yeah. Nate will be the assistant. And I think in the future, Nate is gonna go coach his own team, but he's gonna be in a better place. You know? Yeah. I mean, it really shows what they did with the uh, with the character Nate. Um, how okay? So how he just wants to be accepted. He doesn't want to be coach, and he realizes 
at that he when he flipped out on them, it's it's like an embarrassing thing, and I I understand. It. I mean, it happens. He was embarrassed. Yeah, it, it happens a lot. You know, in real life, people will flip out, and it doesn't mean they like everything they say. They don't. It doesn't mean they actually mean it. I agree. What what they're saying to people, you know, you might just say things out of anger it's, and later regret what you did. It's what, and um, we didn't know the payoff of what Ted said, but it's what Ted, yeah. it's what Ted told Beard. Where if man, I hope not all of us are judged by what we do at our lowest moments. And yeah, exactly. And, and when he said that, obviously we were like, hey, you know, that's a good quote. But then when Beard gave his backstory. Then it was like a double payoff of like, by yeah. the way, that, that scene with Beard and him giving his backstory, dude, whew, my God, man. Dude, everything was amazing. The, the, I mean, it was the great. The final two episodes were just like, like, yes. like I was literally so upset because I was like, where was this during the whole season? But yes, like I, okay, we, we, we tried to end this conversation already like three times. <laughs> okay. Yes. Five. Okay. Rank the seasons, quick, off the top of your head. Rank the seasons. Okay, season one, I'd have to give uh, eight. Season two, I'll give... I think I'll give it an eight as well. No, actually... I don't agree with you, but hey, you're entitled to your opinion, I think, man. Yeah, I think, I think I'd give it an eight. And I think season three, I'd give... That's it's it's hard it's to hard. rank them, it, man. It, it, I, it, okay. I can't do it. Here, forget numbers. Just rank the seasons in terms of what you think is best. No number. So I'll okay. go, I'll go first. Best season. Or go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. No, you go. Best season is season two. I believe yep, it, I season two you get the most story out of each character. But was season one? I think season one and season three. It's hard to say. I think season one, with season three's ending being so good, I think they're on. It's on par with season yeah, one. I think it makes up for some of the flaws that it had. Okay, mm-hmm. season one is infinitely better written, but the peaks yep. of season, the emotional and character peaks of season three are so much higher. Like, yeah, I would say they're tied. But season two is yeah, for yes, me exactly for yes. me. Season two is uh, like obviously when I say ten out of ten, I don't truly mean that because nothing can be perfect right but yeah it's as close as you can get so season season two ten for me season one like a 9.5 and season three oh i don't know man anywhere from like a a 7.5 to a nine dude it's like it's all over the place yeah uh, it is but yeah so I don't enough Ted Lasso, bro, because we keep getting pulled back into it. It's so good. It's so good, man. All right, man. All right. Uh Vikings. So, so we started Vikings. we started watching Vikings. What are your thoughts on the first season? Because I gave my My thoughts are how to excuse the lack of great writing is put a lot of action. That that's my thoughts. Like with season one, the act people are not going to be happy amazing okay i'm gonna say yeah i'm not gonna say it's bad writing okay but it's not the greatest thing i've ever seen it's not very the characters don't feel like they have so much depth you know as other shows i've watched you know you watch season one of breaking bad walter's depth is insane in season one uh, no 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 that's not fair you have to compare it to a a lesser show 
Like, okay. It, it, it's not okay, fair. Okay, Alaska show. It's not fair. I don't know how big Vikings is because I've never paid attention to it. I but know. I'll say, okay, what would be lesser then? I don't know, bro. But I can. I finished season two, and from what I can tell you, is you can't have two seasons that are this quality and be compared to a show like Breaking Bad. I can tell you that much right now. So. Okay, we're, but like what? Like that's the upper echelon. We were, we're talking something like, yeah. like Peaky Blinders level. You know what I mean? Okay, I never watched Peaky Blinders, but I'll just say that I think they the characters could have more depth than they do. Dude, to me, I, the, the characters were were bland. They didn't have any personality. Yes. You have Loki, who's a cold, stoic leader. You have Rollo, his yeah. brother, who is jealous of his brother and everything he has. Mm-hmm. You have a uh, 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 Sloki, the the crazy guy, you know, who, who hears stuff. You, you know, you have the his the strong uh, female or the strong wife. You know, like it, it's just cardboard yeah. characters. Now, um, one thing I think this the the show tells a lot about is um, morals. I think it tells a lot about morals and yeah. doing the right thing. Which this is a different time. This takes place in vikings times which doing the right thing wasn't really paid attention to yeah that's another thing i have to ask you um are we supposed to be rooting for ragnar i don't know it's i i do i don't know if i should but i I do and i don't like anybody on the show no because i could have i could have like you know i could have fucked with ragnar you know but the the moment they they stormed because you know in battle you do what you have to do, but yes. when, when they went to that monastery, people who are unarmed and they, they're just killing but, them. Th- th- but doesn't that go against like the the Viking way of like battle? Like they're unarmed civil. I don't know. I could. Yeah. Be I don't know. You know. I don't. Care. I don't know nothing about Vikings, but I think that's why it says a lot about morals. Like it's it's crazy. I was not expecting them to just straight out kill all these people like in the the, i think the last episode i watched i think it was episode three of season two when they started shooting the arrows at that priest guy in the church they started like they hung him on a tree or like a wall or something and they were shooting arrows at him oh yeah and i was like blown away that they are actually putting this in the show yeah like And, and you know what's another thing too like again i could be wrong here but from what I've learned from history is that, you know, part of raiding villages was uh, not just killing people, but raping the women. And mm-hmm. they've they've left that out because I think if they would have left them raping women, they would have been even less likable. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's crazy. The only time someone tried to rape someone, I don't know if you've gotten there, but someone tried to rape uh, Ragnar's wife. And uh, yeah, but like you're telling me that's the only one like, no, dude, like like you, you hear it in the background sometimes. But it's like they're kind of conveniently leaving that out, cause mm-hmm. that, cause I've seen videos where, you know, why do people from like Scandinavia and these places have like these crazy genetics where they're six foot five and, you know what I mean, and super strong? It's like, well, you know, it's been proven, you know, when when you're, it's it's uh, survival of the fittest and. Um, in battle, only the strongest warriors will survive. And when they would raid villages, they yeah. would they would pick the best women. Uh, and by pick, I mean take by force, probably. And uh, yep. they would breed with them, and that's how you get like the strong bloodline, right? You only had the best of the best. So it's like it's just funny to me that like 
they leave that out because that's kind of a big deal, you know? But, like, yeah. I don't like any of these people. Uh, maybe the priest. I mean, because he's just kind of in a bad situation, you know? Like, I feel for him. Yeah, he is. Because he, he didn't hurt yeah. no one. He's just, you know, I, I feel for him. I, I was not expecting him to kill people, though, in the last episode that I watched. I was not expecting What happened that... in the last episode you watched? Because uh, I he, finished uh, he, he saved Ragnar. Ragnar told him... Uh, don't ever hesitate. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so he goes out and he kills that guy, which is, if I mean, if you understand Christians, you know, yeah. that's so crazy. He, here's another thing that they dropped the ball on. Okay. He just had to kill someone. And it's not a spoiler. They don't linger on it. It's just like, you know, he killed someone. Yeah. This should have been a bigger deal. Um, But it's yeah, not. It should have. It should have been like him, it, it should have been something where like it's causing him to have like a crisis of faith, because like he's slowly starting to adopt like some mm -hmm. of their uh, religion and stuff, which is cool. Like yeah, he he by far actually okay, the show doesn't lack. Um, the show does have one good character, which is him. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, everyone else is just bland. Um, but no, but yeah, like there should have been a more crisis of faith or of a, like a, what have I done kind of moment, you know, yes. where yes. like what I would have done is like, he kills someone and he's mm -hmm. just standing there like shocked. And you know, then someone's about to kill him and then Ragnar saves him. Right. Or something yeah. like that, you know, but no, it's just kind of like, you know, and just, then maybe he had some kind of like, like, confrontation between Ragnar telling him like what's wrong with you because they're so used to killing yeah you know yeah like it's just kind of like it just happens and we move on like a guy like yeah. him I don't know if it would have been that easy to be honest with you yeah I, I can't see myself going out killing someone and just going on with my day it's like it was and, nothing and you're not even some devoted Christian or devoted, I'm not no. you know like you're you're just some guy like yeah, but like, yeah, it, but it is enjoyable though. That's the thing that I put in my review. Like people get mm -hmm. so upset, like, 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 oh, you think it's bad. Like I never said it was bad. I just didn't say it was good. Yeah. You can, it's perfect, dude. It's okay to be in the middle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't always have to have like peak television. I mean, yeah. I watch stuff all yeah. the time Bro, that is I, just, yeah, I just watch, to watch. I watch a lot of trash, man. I watch, dude, I watch so much yeah. reality television with my wife. We, we, mm -hmm. we, me and her, we literally call it like, all right, babe, what garbage do we have to watch today? You know, like it's okay. Yeah. Like, not everything has to be literally the best thing ever. And it's okay yeah. if I don't think everything's the best thing ever. Cause people got upset, man. They had like over 200 comments in that video. You know, people, that's crazy. Yeah. People were upset, dude. And, you know, insulting me yeah. and this and that. And you know, saying that's it. all right. You know, maybe it's like something it could be. It has a big bias. following. It has a big following yeah. the show, you know. And I'll be honest with you, uh season two's better. But how much better? Something's really stupid happens in the final like two episodes, man. Um Okay. I think you'll know it like when you see it. I uh we'll have to talk about it some other time. But... The thing about rooting for Ragnar is it's okay to root for a villain, but like you know, like when I was watching Lalo and Better Call Saul, I I was actually hyped to see what he was going to do next. 
Like I wanted to see him succeed, and it, that, I'm not a bad guy, you know. I don't want to see bad things happen to good people. But Lalo but it's is a show. but Lalo is charming. He's charismatic. Yes. He's funny. He's likable. Ragnar yep. is none of those things. He's not. Yeah, charming. he's just. He has there. No, he's just there. He does that that look from a distance. Yeah. Because you know yeah, the, the, yeah. the actor used to be a model, right? So he he's always doing that sexy look from a distance or. <laughs> Like he like like even like a show it's that a cocky Viking. Like e- even a show that I called very above average, Peaky Blinders. Tom Thomas Shelby, which I didn't find the most interesting character. He's very stoic. He's very, you know, he whatever. He has a swagger to him. He has an intelligence to him. He has a a, a sort of charisma about him, like a, a stoic, quiet charisma. Ragnar yeah. has none of that, dude. He he is not charismatic. He's not charming. He's not that interesting. Like, like he's just bland, bro. And like, it's crazy. Like, obviously, I haven't seen how his story plays out yet. But when people, I'm excited. But when people put him up there with the greats, like Saul Goodman, Tony Soprano, Walter White, I'm just like, I don't see it, dude. And I'm yeah, just, I don't see it yet. You right. know, yeah. I'm hopeful. No, me too. I mean, I think even his brother's more interesting than him, dude like you know yeah i feel like the story the story like opportunity they have here they have a good like i i feel like a good story can be told in this universe i feel like they can tell a good story they just they have to find it i'll have to figure it right now they haven't done it through two seasons (laughs) i'll tell that's for sure you know another thing that pisses me off dangerous it's like Just like there's no sense of time passing. Like that's true. How long does it take to get to those uh, the British country? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, man, well, yeah. So, someone kind of grew a beard, so you know, you know, like yeah. oh, how long? How long have they been gone for pillaging? Uh, I don't. I don't know. And then suddenly they'll just show up back home with yeah. all the stuff. Yeah, dude. And, and like, um, another funny thing is like. The first time they go there, they they make it seem like this big trek, and then then later on, like even as you get further in season two, it's just like, oh, they're there again. Oh, they're back. Oh, they're there. Like it reminds. Have yep. you seen Game of Thrones? Uh, I have only watched part of season one. Okay. I never got too in, much in, into in the first Game of Thrones. in the first couple of seasons. There's a sense of of time passing, of traveling a distance. Like you you <laughs> you can feel how long it takes. By seasons like what six, seven, and eight, people are just teleporting wherever they need to be for the plot. That's kind of what it feels wow. like in Vikings. Like people just kind of teleport now. Yeah. And uh, at least they have dragons <laughs> in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like you know, they're just paddling boats, bro. Like you know what I mean? Like we don't get any sense of time of like how long uh, were they gone for raiding? Like it'd be nice, but it's not like a major. Yeah. Point. Um. Yeah, and that's the thing. The show depends on the action sequences that they do which is like every episode almost they have an action sequence it's funny you know what i love when you texted me and you said bro i can tell the budget's way bigger (laughs) literally the the opening scene of season two with the battle you can just i said the same thing to my wife i kid you not i'm like well i can definitely tell the budget is higher just because of the stunt work the choreography like yeah which is nice i mean you know because it's a History Channel show, so it's probably like they don't know exactly like if it's going to be a hit or not, you know. Um, but you can tell the budget is way bigger, dude. And that's one danger with TV shows. You you don't know if your show's going to be a hit 
the people who are giving you the budget don't know. It's kind of like throwing it in. It's like saying, okay, this is a risk. Are we going to give a big budget on this show yeah. that might just fail, might not earn us anything? Yeah. You know? No, I get it. I totally get it. But like, literally, like from the opening scene, I was like, "Wow, yeah, the budget's a lot bigger." <laughs> um, yep. But yeah, I mean, overall thoughts on Vikings, man. Are you excited to watch the rest of it? I am excited to watch the rest. I, I mean, I, I'm interested. I'm sure the like that's the thing. Like, I'm two seasons in, and and to be honest, I don't think it's a very good show, but I'm enjoying it. Like, it's like it, yeah. it's not bad. It's not bad, but it's not it's giving good. me something to watch, man. I was bored. Yeah. out of my mind nothing yeah. to watch and when you texted me to watch vikings i instantly turned on my tv i was like all right i have something to do yeah yeah um it's something good to pass up the time so um yeah. it's not great it's not good but it's not bad like so it, it's fine it's fine i mean yeah yeah all right so you know we just had three of the greatest shows of all time you know end and i've been feeling like an empty hole in my heart and it's like, yes. it's, and there's not, there hasn't been a lot of like heat coming out. So what I wanted to do was to kind of give you guys some shows that you can use to kind of fill in the gaps uh, while you're waiting for the next big show, like the bear to come out. And even then, when that does come out, we'll be done with it in a day. <laughs> Cause you know, they're dropping all episodes in one day again, and they're going to be like probably like 30 minutes each. So it'll probably be a yeah. one day binge, but um, you know, some other shows to help you get through the year until we get some of the more peak shows towards the end of the year. Um, we thought we'd give you a couple of rankings of what we find like are some underrated shows or some underappreciated shows. So, uh, you know, we'll go one, 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 one. So go ahead and give me your first show, uh, Badgie. Okay. My first show that I'm going to recommend to you guys is underrated. I haven't heard anyone talk about this show. It's the path with Aaron Paul. And I, the whole reason I watched it is because Aaron Paul was right, in it. I love right. Aaron Paul. But I was actually very impressed. I watched all three seasons. There's three seasons. They're all very good. Streaming network? Uh, it's all it's on Hulu. Okay. And it is, it's it's very good. I like what they did with the characters and the story. Question. Is it an ongoing show or it's finished? It's finished. Did it get canceled? Or it, did was, it, it got canceled. Oh. It was supposed to have a fourth season. But the ending of season three, I think, is a perfect ending to the whole show. Actually, oh, that's nice. So they, so, they got they got uh, a chance to kind of wrap things up. Yeah, it was a perfect wrap up, in my opinion. Right so it's a cult family drama. It's about this like cult that um, is going on, and it's Aaron Paul. He's a character who's kind of married to this woman who's part of this cult thing, and he's he doesn't really want to be part of it. I'll, I'll let you guys find out the rest when you watch it. Cool, cool. But just check it out. I recommend you check it out. Right on. So, for me, uh, the first show I'm going to do is going to be a show that a lot of you have heard of, but I don't think enough people have watched, and that's going to be Narcos on Netflix. I mean, I don't know if the show is still ongoing. I don't know if there's going to be a season, I think, three or four of Mexico. But, uh, yeah, no, man, Narcos is a great show. It has a lot of great character work. I mean, I think... You know, I don't need to explain it to you guys too much, but the first two or three seasons are about Pablo Escobar, his rise in the drug game, to him being kingpin, to his downfall. The fourth season deals with the gang who steps in to fill the power uh, vacuum. And then we had a spinoff, Narcos Mexico, about, you know, something that impacts me since I live in California, uh, which is, you know, the drug cartels and, 
in uh, Mexico, how they formed, all the corruption. You get to see just how much corruption there is in a government, not just from theirs, but from ours. There's so many great, and I, <laughs> it feels very, um, it feels very weird calling Pablo Escobar a great character. <laughs> <laughs> or someone i'm sure it does or some you know because you know if you mentioned i this... watched the first six episodes and i gotta say it is good i, I just got distracted by barry and secession no, no, i think I get it. right when i started narcos is when people started telling me everywhere to watch secession yeah and that's why i think i need to get back into narcos because i need to finish it i need to finish that yes so give me something to watch um so but yeah so and not just Pablo Escobar, but once he's, I mean, even with Pablo Escobar, um, he's not the only great character during the seasons he's in. There's other great characters. Then after he leaves the gang who steps in, they have two to three great characters in that season. Narcos Mexico, there's plenty of great characters. Like, and like I said, it feels weird calling these people great because they're all terrible, you know, killers and drug traffickers, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's a great show filled with great characters, great pacing, great music, great settings. Um, there's not really a lot of downsides to the show. The only, the reason I don't hold the show in a higher regard, it's just missing that extra like oomph to, to take it into the, the next level. Like for me, it's like a, like an A tier show. Um, it doesn't have just that level of writing or, or what something that makes it special. Right. But it, yeah. it's a damn good show. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's my first show. Okay, now I'm going to go on to my second and last show that I'm going to recommend. It's called Bloodline on Netflix. It's It was a Netflix original. I've heard of it. I watched right after I finished Breaking Bad. Ongoing? Okay, now, uh, it's not ongoing. It's over, okay. I believe. I watched... Okay, I got to say, I've only watched the first season. And there's two more seasons, but I don't even think anyone should watch the final, the other two seasons. I actually, I did start second season two, and but I will say the first season alone was amazing. It's one of the best seasons, first seasons I've ever watched. I mean, the way they concluded it. It's a story about family, jealousy, drugs. It's like, it's it's very good. Sounds good. It's very good. Yeah. Right on. Uh, how many seasons? There's three of them. Did it finish or did it get canceled? It finished. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, for my, hmm. I mean, I already talked about this show. Okay. Um. All right. Here's something out of the box. Okay. So for my second show, it's going to be another Netflix show called Glow: Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. It's based on a true story, or like a like an adaption of a true story of uh, a group of female wrestlers who are trying to kind of make it to the top and um you know this show man it's a drama comedy and and i started watching it because hot chicks right uh but as the show goes on like these characters get so much depth um they're the drama the relationships like there's like a story of a, of a gay man who's in a closet and his story of coming out. It, it's so well done. It's so beautiful. Oh, and it's a period piece. It's in the 80s. So it's like, you know, it's vibrant. It's colorful. But the comedy is, is this show's hilarious. The drama aspects of it. Like I found myself so invested in the relationships by the end. 
unfortunately it was canceled um because netflix just cancels everything but yeah it, it is a really well done show superb acting awesome if you're into wrestling awesome wrestling um just great dialogue great writing it's funny it's like it's such a good show um and i recommend it to everyone i <laughs> i recommended it to a friend of mine like in real life and he kind of looked at me sideways like what like why this and i'm like dude just watch it and he came back to me he's like bro this show is so good and um yeah man by that final season man i was so invested in the relationship of me wanting these two characters to get together like i was like man i really 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 like i was like so into it and um it's one of those shows that i'm always going to be upset man that we never get a final season but uh yeah so those are my those are my two shows Um, well there you have it all right for everybody with a hole in their heart like us yeah nothing to watch i've I've actually been thinking of re-watching glow um, if you're bored, bro, give it a try. And if, if you're willing, I, if you're willing to rewatch, I'll rewatch with you. All right. Or one that you'd be watching, but yeah. Um, so let's save the better cost all stuff for a different video. Okay. Um, so let's finish off with the succession. So with succession finishing, like we both still find ourselves thinking about the show. We can't get these characters out of our head. Yes. So Badgie had the idea of what comes next. What do you think they're up to? So go ahead. I think I'm going to start with Kendall. And I, I watched a video which gave me the idea. I watched a video someone did where they talked about where they thought the characters ended up after the show, and I did not agree at all. The guy said that he thought Kendall forgave his family and went on to live a normal, happy life. No, I think... He went back to the drugs. I think he probably ended up just maybe even overdosing, you know, and that would be dark, which it fits secession. I don't think he had a happily ever after after that ending. So, so. if I could add to that point of, of, forgi- of forgiveness, here's the thing about forgiveness and succession is that people say like these people stab each other in the back all the time, but then the next episode they're on the same team and they're buddy, buddy. But these people don't understand is that this it's all about what gives you the best advantage and the best power. So the yeah. reason these people would forgive each other is because I need them on my team. I need Shiv's board vote. I need Roman's board vote. Uh, I, I need Kendall's influence. Like these people, are are leeches man they all they care about is getting power and this is why i agree with you that kendall would not forgive his family because what is there at this point what is there to be gained and be gained by forgiving them nothing the power he can't get he can't use them to get uh the company back it's over it's over and i agree and that's that's like kendall you know he has nothing to fall back on he's got he's pretty much just yeah yeah he but you know that billions of dollars is probably gonna lead to his demise in my opinion you know the money like he he has history of drug problems and i think that's why my my idea is he went back to the drugs that's i i don't think there's any other way it could have gone yeah um i don't think i could see a scenario where he doesn't end up like ODing somewhere um yeah I, it's just like that's he said he told chib like i need this to live right like you know this this it reminds me of i was watching this interview with uh you know john burnt all the guy who plays punisher 
Yeah. Um, and Shia LaBeouf, right? And Shia and or no, John Berthold was talking about Shia. I've LaBeouf. seen this. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. And he said that, uh, you know, Shia LaBeouf and acting like it, like he needs it to live, right? This is what he keeps him alive. And then people in the comments are like, "Bro, these Hollywood actors are so corny, saying I need acting to survive." Like, I don't think these people understand what they mean by that. And this could apply to any part of life. Like you have people who work the same job for 30 years and retire. And without that job, like their life feels empty. And I think that yeah. applies to Shia, someone like Shia LaBeouf, where like he needs this to, to, to be alive. This is what keeps him going is, is the art of acting um, because it fills that empty void in his life. And that applies to Kendall where, uh, Kendall, yeah, he has billions. He, he he could do whatever he wants, but what he, what felt the empty void in his life was pushing for the top job. And now that he doesn't have it, what's left? Money? Who gives a shit? Like like he, I mean, of course it doesn't matter to him because he's had money his whole life. But yeah, um, yeah, it. Without that job, without the the goal, because now it's out of reach. He can never have it. Yeah. I don't see That's his, the only thing he's cared about, and he doesn't have it. He you know, he doesn't have his family anymore because he kind of mm -hmm. pushed them away with how he was acting. He lost his brother. He lost his. Yeah. He definitely, it's going to hate Shiv. Um, oh yeah, he has nothing. So I think he's yeah. he's done. But I agree with you. What do you think about Roman? Roman, okay, I think he probably ended up just. Going, getting away from that whole thing because you've seen in that one episode, I think in the last episode, was the when he went last episode, he, yeah, he goes away, he goes to his mom, and I, he, he sees that he feels so much more at peace there away from this whole business side of things. So I think in the end, he just did what Kendall can't. He got his money, he, he paid out, and I think he probably just lived his life away from the whole business thing and just, you know, did what he does. You know, the thing about Roman that it showed little by little, but he was pretty business savvy. Yeah. I could see him because I think he's still, he was very tortured by his father, but I could see him starting his own like news company kind of like to try to be like his father. But I don't know. I don't know how that would be for his like mental health. I think there was a bit of relief at the end in his final scene of that smile he gave yeah. where like, it's, yeah. and, and I agree, with, I agree with a lot of people's assessments that he never wanted it. I think he was doing it to get approval from his dad. He never yeah. truly wanted it. So it's hard. I think he's the hardest character to pinpoint because he still has a lot yes. of issues. He has so he many really issues, is. man. Yes. So I really don't like, and definitely none of these people are going to get, professional help <laughs> honestly it makes me think like i wish they could have given a little bit more of an ending for roman that's like i'd like to see more of like where what happened to roman after that's not succession style though man yeah yeah but i i he's the hardest to pimple but i could see him just taking his billions and just kind of just lit i think he's gonna end up a lot like kendall because without that that What's the word? Mm, without that, like, goal in mind of trying to get the company, like, what does he have besides his money? But, like, what drives him? 
You know, like he, yeah. he he wanted what drove him was the approval of his dad. Now he can't get that. Uh, yeah, what drove him was getting the company so he could get approval from his dad from the grave. But now he can't get that. So it's like, what is left for him, really? I think the best option for him is just to go on with his life. You know, do what Kendall couldn't accept. He he accepted that like we're nothing. You know, he said there at the end. He says we're nobody. We're we're just we're we're just bullshit playing dress up. Yeah, we're bullshit. So I think the best ending he could get is if he just goes on and just lives his life with all his money that he has, and just <laughs> yeah, even you know, even I mean, when that's they, what I would do. Even when they lost, they still won, bro. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, Connor is is like the real winner, you know. I don't. If think I so. were, I'd I'd be Connor, bro. I, I would. If I were, if I were in this situation, I'd just take the money and I just, I wouldn't be part of that whole business aspect. Being in a, I wouldn't love, want in to. A, being in a loveless marriage like that is really sad, man. Because just when True. I, just when I thought him and Willow were doing good, like you get that yeah. scene where she kind of wants him to go wherever he's gonna go. And then when Shiv's like, oh, no, it looks like uh, Connor's going to be staying here, huh? And she makes that face like, god damn it. Like it but, like, she, they both know the deal. Like, Connor knows she doesn't love her. Yeah. But that's no way to live, man. I think Connor has a sad ending, too, man. It... They all have kind of sad endings. You know, except for Tom. I think Tom... All right, let's go. So... I don't have a lot to say about Connor, so you want to go to Tom? Yeah, let's go to Tom. Uh, I don't think Tom has that great of an ending either, dude, to be honest, because like, yeah. he, I guess if the paycheck is big enough, that's all that, because we agree, that's on, all he wants, we agree really. on this, right? Yeah. He's motivated by, he's not motivated by power. I mean, I, I guess if he wanted the top seat, I guess so, but I think more so by respect. By, yeah, he he said it himself. He likes his material objects. He likes his fancy watches, and all that. Yeah. Um, but like, so I think in the end he got what he wanted. But he's gonna be a punching bag. He's gonna be he's gonna be um Greg to Matson. He's gonna be his paint sponge. Like, but does that matter to him? You know, if I, if he's getting so much money, you know, being the boss, being way above where he was, you know. I don't know if it really would matter to him being this Greg to Matson. Oh, it mattered to him when Matson said he wanted to get with Shiv, but he had to Yeah. He had to swallow that because he just will do anything for the top spot, you know? And yeah. he's also gonna live in fear that uh Matson could can him at any time because Matson is unpredictable. Yeah. And I yeah. think he he is in a higher spot, but he's found like a new Shiv now. With Matson, mm -hmm. where Matson's gonna push all this shit on him, and it's gonna make his life harder, and he's gonna take it out on Greg, and the cycle's gonna continue over and over. I mean, we can disagree on that, but I don't know how much of a better ending Tom got, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, where do you think he ended up after his ending? To be honest you, with you, what do you what are your predictions that happened to him after? I think Tom is gonna be CEO for one to two years max. Before yeah. before uh, he gets kicked to the curve by Matson, and then after that he's back at the bottom. I mean, not. And that begs the question: What happens to Greg if that happens? Greg got the worst ending, man. 
he could have yeah. he, he could have had a hundred and fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. And he tried suing Greenpeace, which we never got resolution on that, but I don't think he's gonna win that. No way. His grandpa's allowed to give away his own money. Like it's yeah. his money. Um, which is ridiculous, but um he is gonna forever be a slave to Tom, unhappy mm-hmm. I mean I think what tempted him most was not necessarily the money, although the money's good. It's the lifestyle. Yeah, being in those back in those private rooms, being on the private jets. So one day you're in, you're seeing in all these cool people around you. One day and you're just in Italy, to be like them. then you're in Sweden. Now you're back in America, all within a span of three days. Yeah. Like rubbing elbows with the most powerful people. That's what that yeah. it's it's like a drug, you know. Yeah, but at the end of the day. He, he, his ending sucks, man. It he, does. He got shit on. But what happens if, if Tom does get rid of, you know, after a few years, like you said, what happens to Greg? Uh, I think Matt, no I, I could see Matt keeping him around because, yes, he did betray he likes Greg. But he respects, I think he respects Greg. So I, I could see yeah. Greg maybe getting out from under the thumb. But I think the way this show is very Shakespearean, I think Greg is destined to be with Tom forever. So maybe Tom goes to a different company and Matt's and fires both yeah. of them. And Greg's there with them, man. How could anyone not like Greg? I didn't. I, like I love Greg. I, I found him annoying. You didn't, I found him annoying in season one, the first season when he first showed up. I didn't like him. I liked but him. I, more he in just grew one. on me. In season one, oh, you did. In season one, Greg was us. Greg was 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 the audience. Yeah, true. Like, whoa, whoa, look at this world. You know what I mean? But in season yeah. four, he was just such a, a a little squirmy bastard trying to, like, uh, when when Logan's um young mistress was uh when she showed up to the house and she was crying and this and that, and he sees um yeah. L- Logan's ex wife like get her out of here. He's like, oh, look at her crying. Like he literally would jump on anybody's like like me. and that's what tom taught him yeah but tom is so much better at it dude yeah he he's less yeah. emb- he's less embarrassing and cringy about it um which i'm not saying the writing was cringe that's just the way greg is he, he's like everybody says kendall's like a cringe lord which he is god damn i found greg to be a cringe lord too man yeah i just can't help but love him though because okay. he's he's just so pathetic yeah, just like Tom, <laughs> just like Tom. Yeah, like I, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I work for a certain company, and I've always told people like, I don't care if you're the CEO himself, or you're, you know, because now I'm in management at that company, or you're someone under me. You speak to me with respect, and if you try to disrespect me, I'll tell yeah. you, I'll tell you to f off. You know, like I, yeah. I have, I value my self respect, and a guy like Tom, like. He, he he'll like he'll lick your he'll he'll spit shine your 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 meat bro if you ask him to like you know yeah. like i can't i can't respect that i don't like that um but yeah so uh shiv what do you think about shiv shiv i think she just stayed in the position that she's in with with tom i think she ended up i don't think Tom and her have a bad future. I think she's going to stay in the relationship with Tom because that's all she has pretty much now is is that relationship she has with him. And I think that's the best I can think of for Shiv is just... It's not a happy marriage. Yeah. 
Yeah. She's gonna, That's true. I think they stay married, but she's going to continue to cheat on him. And a lot of people said she did have a you bad ending. You think she continued to cheat on him? Like, don't you think that's kind of risky, though, with him being, like, her only connection? I don't now? think it matters, man. I think I think Mattson will probably end up sleeping with her at some point, and, and Tom's just going to have to swallow that, dude. Um, Damn. Like, that's I, sad. I think there's two ways to look at her ending. One is that she's going to be destined to the same fate as her mother, you know? Yeah. Being the wife of a powerful CEO while she stays home to take care of kids that she doesn't even care about. Or mm-hmm. there's another way that people put it like, you know, Shiv has the most power out of any of the siblings towards the end because she has a direct ear to the CEO. But then you have to consider that CEO has no power. <laughs> You know, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. so what influence can she really have with a puppet? You know, that's true. I yeah. think I think just like every other character here, she's destined to just be unhappy, unfulfilled. But what I did respect about her is that she was one of the only ones who was really willing to put her emotions out there. Yeah. With Tom. She tried. She tried. Like, you know, I've never been good at this. What did she say? Like relationship stuff or emotion stuff. Like she, yeah. she, she opened herself up a bit to like, kind of like love and kindness. Um, she really did. But she, what she did to Tom was messed up. How yeah. she treated Tom. It was so messed up. Okay. Look, I know, I know we're not reviewing um, succession anymore, but now that we're just talking about Tom and you literally brought this up just now. Holy crap, man! I th- Tom carried the first half for me. Of, oh yeah, uh, of season three, like, like he was he was always a big part, but like he just got so much more in season three. He was my favorite. He was the best part of the show for me. Every scene him and Shiv had together was just perfection. From the first scene of yes. them laying in the bed together to the rooftop fight to all the other fights they had in between, like Tom carry dude that rooftop fight dude was dude it, one of the best sh- scenes in the whole show it hurt in me. my opinion it, it, was, it, it was dude it was such a hurtful hurtful yeah. thing like maybe you're better off not having children i was like oh dude i felt it, it felt so good that tom finally got all of this off his chest and, and that, he's been holding in and that and this is what i goes to show you what i told you last time about the power dynamic switching where, you know, season one, Tom would have taken it he yep. because he's like, I can't, ups- I can't upset her, you know, but now it's yeah. like, he, he's done. He's over it. Yep. And, I, and I believe it was in season two where he said, um, or season three, I wonder if the sad I am would be less of the sad I am when I'm with you. That yeah. episode is the episode. He, he finally just, I think he gave up on trying to be, this oh accept everything accept all the pain you're giving me he finally he flipped out he that's he, uh, it made me happy what he did like i bro, I, I, bro, I liked it bro is it time to rewatch the show already <laughs> i think it is i might oh man we'll, we'll talk about it but um is that all the characters that no, you know the major ones uh i think so yeah all right um any any other thoughts you want to add to any other characters um not really all right well guys thank you for tuning in um stay tuned we're gonna have a a smaller clip come out soon of our thoughts discussing episode two of season one of better call Saul, mijo um Mm -hmm. 
thank you for everybody for tuning in. If you can, please give us a good rating on, on, you know, Spotify, Apple music or Apple podcast, all that. Uh, make sure to follow Badgie. Make sure to follow me on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, all of us, man. Yep. Hit us up I'm on, on TikTok socials. and YouTube. Yep. Check it out. Uh, links are, are, are posted here. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you.